Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane player props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At MyBook, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are starting off right where they left off last year, and the NFL is officially returning a big way. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes week in, week out. Get in on the action. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best in the NFL this season for your chance to win big. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, now that Cardi B is on the market, would you dare jump on the sexual Brahma bull of the WAP machine if you had the chance? Notorious J-A-Y is on. We'll discuss. Plus, he's suddenly got new neighbors and he's got car problems. I've got an incident from the golf course. All that plus the Big Ten is back in business and the Karens are wailing. Your uncensored 45 minutes of unbuckled me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Thursday, September 17th, 2020. You probably can tell there I fucked up my own intro because I deleted it and didn't realize it until it was too late. And I go, oh, man, I got this. I say this. Say the same thing, basically, every ZabeCast opening. I'll nail it. I'll nail it. Don't. Did not nail it. All right, we got Jay coming on. It's a good run with Jay. I'll get to this quickly. The Big Ten is back. It's huge for the families and the players and the coaches and the conference. It's okay for me and a bunch of other people. It's more games to talk about, but... I could have eaten, I could have been full on the other three conferences alone. I don't need the Big Ten. I want the Big Ten for my friends in Wisconsin and within the program, and and I guess Maryland to a lesser extent, but it wasn't a huge deal. I do like the fact, though, that they, they have reversed course on this, and they are claiming it's because, well, there's new evidence about myocarditis, and we've got better testing with the rapid results tests. And, of course, the political football is being wrestled over as we speak. Trump is spiking it saying he was glad to help bring back football to the Big Ten. You knew that was going to happen. Other people are just like, nope, that's not true. It was this, it was that. This was the game all along. The canceling was political, and the reinstating is political. Don't kid yourself otherwise. Now, to the degree at which you think politics drove it versus we're just in the mix, that's up for you. I'm not going to try to convince you one way or the other. But don't think it wasn't absolutely infused with politics because that's the ball game for the election. It goes through the Big Ten. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, bing, 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 bing. There it is for the most part. So the reaction from some after the news of the Big Ten uncanceling their season, unfucking themselves, as I like to say, has been nothing short of hysterical, insane, and unbelievable. Christine Brennan led the pack with comments such as, this is the darkest day in Big Ten history. 
Of course, Christine Brennan, a proud alum of Northwestern and the prestigious Medill University. I think Medill Journalism School. Hold on. Let me just check this. She might have gone to Michigan, Christine Brennan College. Uh, not college football, but what college did she go to? Um, Wikipedia, Sports Journal, Northwestern. Yeah, she went to Medill, of course. Darkest day in conference history. People jumped on her about this, and rightfully so, rightfully so saying, really? Jerry Sandusky, ever heard of him? How about uh, the uh, gymnastics doctor who was molesting young girls at Michigan State. I've already forgotten the scumbag's name. It doesn't matter. It'll come to me in a second. How about him? There's been point-shaving scandals. Woody Hayes punched a player once upon a time. So in other words, a three-week delay when the rest, mostly the rest of college football is playing, that's the darkest day. Why? Because they changed their mind? Out of touch doesn't even begin to describe it. Christine Brennan lives in a world of her own making. She actually tweeted out, I'll be on NPR in a few minutes talking about the darkest day. NPR, yes. That's where college football fans go. NPR, to hear hear their opinions on the latest. Now, the schedule's not out yet. It's going to be a suicide squeeze play nine weeks in, or nine games in nine weeks to get it in before the college football playoff committee selects their final four. Obviously, Ohio State thinks they've got the chops to be that team. Penn State is going to have a say. Wisconsin's going to have a say. But Ohio State's loaded. They've got two players that were opting out that now say they're going to opt back in. We'll see if it if it happens that way. Uh, the Big Ten said they have a 21-day quarantine if you test positive, which is not just crazy, And not just out of guidance with the latest from the CDC, more on them in a second, but it's actually anti-science because the 14-day recommendation is probably excessive unto itself. They believe that it only is really like five to seven days that you're truly contagious from the onset of symptoms. And if you don't even have symptoms, you have a positive test, you may not be, uh, you know, You may not be transmissible at all. 21 days. That's a third of the whole season if you're a positive test. So no fans either, but they just, they had to stand up the league. They had to play because they had no good options going forward. This winter idea was pie in the sky. Spring was a non-starter. Tons of players would have opted out. They wouldn't have played in the winter. It would have been a disaster. So they saved themselves at the last possible minute. And, of course, Trump has taken credit. You knew he would. Others are arguing the opposite narrative. I think Dan Wolken, who has been as woke as Christine, said the Big Ten got played by Donald Trump. Maybe. Or Donald Trump is just a, a more shrewd navigator of the political landscape, and he saw a trap. And he led them right into it. Anyway, we got football coming back in the Big Ten. I'm happy for that. College basketball has announced its start date, November 21st, I believe. It's not going to be pretty at first. They're going to move some tournaments like the Maui Invitational to Indianapolis, I think it was, or somewhere in the Midwest. Not quite Maui. The 
uh, Battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas is being moved. I literally think I saw it South Dakota. <laughs> lovely people, lovely state, not, however, the Bahamas. They don't care. They're getting the season stood up in whatever form they can without mangling it too much with delays or anything else. So good. It was a good day overall for sports. Not a good day, though, when it comes to people's insane belief in masks, including that of the CDC director who uncorked a whopper today about masks and vaccines that you have to hear it to believe it. But anyway, I digress. One last thing. Gavin Newsom, governor of California, governor lockdown, is utterly shameless and totally full of shit at every turn. The Pac-12 is suddenly like, oh, shit, why don't we play? Yeah, we should, have been ag- we should have been arguing to play ourselves. Why aren't we doing this? So they're starting to speak up now, and apparently Larry Scott, absolutely inept, corrupt commissioner of the Pac-12, apparently had a phone call with the governor, Gavin Newsom, and Gavin Newsom, after the phone call, said, well, you know, there's no rules that prevent colleges from playing football. And people are like, are you fucking kidding me? USC and these schools can't even get into their facilities right now. They can't even get in a lift. They can't get their ankles taped. What do you mean there's no rules saying you can't play football? Wow, what a tool. Oregon apparently late on Wednesday afternoon said they were going to lift some of the restrictions on playing football. Maybe the Pac-12 scrambles their asses off and gets it together to play some sort of season to maybe have a shot at the college football playoff. Who knows? But bit by bit, brick by brick, we're starting to see the crumbling of the coronavirus insanity. It's long overdue. It's still going to take quite a while, I'm, I'm afraid. But we're starting to see cracks. We're starting to see chunks of it crumble to the ground. And for that, I'm all here for it. All right. Time to talk to our man, Notorious J-A-Y. Are you sure you're ready now? Oh, my God. Jesus fucking Christ. 613. 613. We were scheduled to leave at 6 o'clock. Plane is late, Jay. Deal with it, all right? I know. Just sit there and eat eat your your complimentary peanuts and shut up. Well, there's a... There's a bit of a rationale behind it. I don't know if you want to hear it or not. You want to hear the rationale? No. You no, don't. No, no. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So I did my afternoon show from the Mobile Strike Studio, which I'm going to get you in, I swear to God. You got a show? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off to the moon. See, I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to listen to this song. It'll make me feel better. <laughs> I actually... You control the witness. I actually listened to the lyrics to this. I looked them up because I couldn't stand not knowing them. Great song. It is a great song. Who's it by again? Duran Duran. Duran Duran. That's why I did it again. All right, there we go. All right, Jay is with us, Notorious J-A-Y. Why were you late? Why were you late? You so, had a story. I, I interrupted. Well, the story, the story just was I was, in the, I was in the van doing the show because Internet is no good at my house anymore because everyone's at home using Internet uh-huh. to go to, quote, yeah. school and work from home now that, you know, the pandemic goes on and it's 850th week of forever. And so I have to drive up to the end of the street, which I did early pandemic because for some reason, 
the internet reception is better up there. I'm not stealing my neighbor's internet, but I have to drive to the end of the street. But I can do it from the from the van, and it's just fine. And then I said, well, I'll just tape Jay in the van. But then I'm like, ooh, but I want to get a better mic, which I have now, and because mm-hmm. you are worth the quality, Jay. You're worth it. And Thank I you. wanted to get my camera to record some snippets. So here we are. Uh-huh. Okay. I I have one question to ask you before we start. I have a dilemma, and I'd like to bring it to the the Zabin audience. I don't know what to do. The Zabin audience is not shy of recommendations, opinions, and or suggestions. So fire away. So I have new neighbors to the right of me. They moved in about a month ago. File a lawsuit. Oh, sorry. Was that that too quick? Yeah, the day they moved in, it was a Saturday. I was in the backyard mowing, and I saw the the gentleman of the house. I introduced myself. There you go. Bing, bang, boom. They have routinely, it seems like they have like 19 cars. Oh, Jesus. And They're they're one of those families. And they park some of their cars in front of my house. Oh, Everybody has a oh, driveway. Oh boy. Everybody has a garage. Oh, but boy. for the last oh, two days, boy. two of their cars have been in front of my house. Should I let it go or should I no. say something? Now, again, I am HOA president also, so yeah. I have a little clout. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. This is, this is everybody's nightmare. You're off on the wrong foot with your neighbor. It's, you know, it's unacceptable to have cars parked in front of your house on a routine on a routine basis, if right, it's they, for a party a or a cookout, yeah, because then you wonder how many people are living in that house. I I have a lot of questions now. I, I, so do I say something or do I let it let it happen one more time before I go? You know, I'm trying to you know mow my mow my uh, front lawn and edge, oh, and you guys are in the way. Oh so, God! Oh my God! I, this is a nightmare and. I, I, I dare hesitate to ask, what is the it, racial makeup would, of this new family? It, it would be black on black crime. Uh, oh, okay. Well, at least there's that. Because I was worried that there it was going to be, you know, somebody other than a black family. And then the potential for race to be injected would be there. And that would be a bad thing. Because really, this is just an HOA issue. It's really just a homeowner issue. Like, hey, don't park in front of my house. That's not the way it should be, unless it's a public street where you can park anywhere, and I'm not sure what the rules are. It is a public street, but everybody has in front of their house places where they park. It, it, it's enough room to park in front of your house. How many cars that, do they have that you've counted? I have seen at least five. No. Do they have three teenagers that all drive, plus a mom and a I, dad? I've only seen the guy of the house. I saw a woman and a little girl, and that's it. Wow. Are they, are they, were awesome. Are they all, are they, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know what they say, Jay, black family moves in. There goes the neighborhood. (laughs) But that yeah, that was me. Yeah. I know. That was you. Now you got company. <laughs> yes, well, we got company. So, yeah, this is a dicey one. Are there service vehicles involved, like a ladder no. van no. or no, it's just, a tow it's just truck? Cars. Okay. No, just cars. Nice cars or beaters? Nice cars. Nice cars. Okay. But clearly, that's in a front tough of one. My house. 
That's a tough one. Clearly in front of. Well, I I I think you got to bring it up right away because if you let it go too long, then they're going to go. Well, you didn't bring this up when we started moving in here. So what's the deal? They'll be habitual line steppers. I think you just need to say, "Hey, uh, neighbor, I you know I hate to get off started off on the wrong foot here, but I really don't like it that you're parking your vehicles in front of my house." What's the situation? How many cars do you have? Is there anywhere anywhere else you can park them? Can you clean out the garage to maybe put a couple in the garage? Or, you know, it just interferes with my trimming of the grass, and it, it's unsightly when I drive home. I want to be able to look at the front of my house without, you know, it being FedEx Lot C. Very drama-free block. We never had a problem with anyone. Right, well, now you do. Now I do. Now, I now we now got I drama do. already. Okay, now, so yeah. so there's your little social interaction story of the day. I'm going to give you my social interaction story and get you to weigh in on this, okay? Okay. So I'm at my local golf club chipping on the practice screen. It's uh, It's got three flags on the practice screen. And because we all know that the pandemic will never end if we ever reintroduce shag bags provided by the club that you can touch – and pick up the club-provided range balls on the green with. I'm joking, of course. They still don't have of course. They don't have shag bags with balls. You have to bring your own, which is fine. I bring my own. But when you get another person there chipping, you have the potential to mix up balls if you're not careful. Okay. So there was another guy there one day, and I start chipping, and he starts, before I even start to chip my first ball, he comes to scoop up some balls that had gone over the green towards where I was setting up, and made a self-effacing joke about, you know, that's why I'm here practicing. Look at these, got out of control. Okay, good. I joked. I said, never admit to that. And we laughed. Okay. I then chip five balls onto the green to a flag that is closest to me and away from the other two flags on the green that he was chipping to. I then go to fiddle with my camera because I'm such a camera nerd. I always bring it and I film it and I work on settings and a bunch of other stuff. Well, what does this in 4K look like? How about the 120 frames per second? I'm looking at my camera for two, three minutes maybe. I look up and the five balls that I have chipped to my flag are gone and he is finishing up punching into his shag bag the last of the balls on the green. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And so instead of me taking great umbrage, I try to take the high road and I say in the cheeriest voice I could possibly muster. Yeah. Hey, I think a few of those might be mine. He then says without missing a beat, shaking the shag bag, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. He's like, well, they're in there now. So I don't know which ones they are. Oh, what a dick. (laughs) So. At that point, without missing a beat, I say, ah, you know what? Keep them. Obviously, you need them. Oh. <laughs> I then you- turn back to my camera, and I feel this silence fall over the chipping green. And then he finally meekly offers, well, I don't need them. I just don't know which ones are yours. Oh, you could have went full Karen, by the way. I said, I, I said, nah, don't worry about it. And that oh. was that. He then walked to his Prius <laughs> and drove away. See, that guy could be my fuck that guy for the week, but he's not because I don't give two shits. But etiquette-wise, I mean, seriously, if 
first of all, you should know those aren't mine. You should be aware of where your chickens are. He you know? knew that shit. <laughs> he knew. You think he knew, huh? That he, he wanted knew. to scarf five balls. These are beat up practice balls. Who cares? I literally didn't care. But if you did genuinely mix it up, and if the person whose balls you've taken are then claimed, you say, oh, I'm so sorry. How many were there? And then you open up the bag and you dump them out and you say, do you know if you could identify them? Or here, just take whichever five you'd like would be the proper etiquette, wouldn't it? Or just say, here, here's here's some of my, here's ones that I had. I'm sorry about that. Here you go. He's not. That guy's a dick. <laughs> a total dick. Yeah. Did you like my response? No, nah, keep him. You obviously oh, yeah. need him. He didn't yes. like that. He's like, well, it's not that I need them. But then he didn't give it up. Then he was like, all right, well, fuck you then. I'm going <laughs> to keep him. Is he a member of your club? I guess you have to be to be on the range. Well, that's where the story gets interesting. To quote the late, great Paul Harvey. And now for the rest of the rest story. Rest of the story, yes. I'm not technically a member there anymore. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I used to be a member. I no longer pay dues. I don't play golf there, but I know the pro, and he doesn't mind me chipping when nobody else is around. So you're on scholarship. Basically. Just I'm on uh, nobody needs to know kind of a deal. And I get along famously with 99.9% of all the people I encounter, but this asset, this white-bearded, thin-bearded, 50-something Prius-driving dickwad, who stole my five chipping balls? Fuck you. Fuck gotcha. that guy for the week. Okay. All right, let's get to more important news. Cardi B is now single. <laughs> yes, her and, the, her and the offset got... If those two crazy kids couldn't make it, there's no hope for anyone. <laughs> what else. hope does anyone have, basically? So, first couple things, and this is uh, this is where I come to you to, to be up on what's going who on is, with what the cool kids who are. Offset? Uh, yeah, a, who is offset? B, where does that name come from? C, is his music any good, or is it that garbage trap shit that you and I hate? Okay, A, he is from the group called Migos. Oh, heard of them. B, I don't know where the name comes from. C, uh, I hate Migos. <laughs> if you've ever seen them, they got uh, after uh, the guy from Chicago said something about uh, Maria Taylor. I don't know what. Oh, I don't oh, oh, oh we'll, we'll we'll get to that but in just a second. Gonna, but go ahead. If you ever, if you ever seen Migo dress, they look like a bunch of nineteen eighties ice dancers. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> what. What is the best? Well, I'm I'm typing in Migos there's, best there's, songs. Uh, I ha- I hate them all. Uh, bad, uh, uh, bad, bad, and, bad, bad and bad and bougie. Bad and bougie is probably the one that I would I could stand for more than five minutes. Oh, okay, all right. Well, then I'm going to play that one for everybody right now. As soon as the stupid YouTube ab 15 seconds goes by. So, all right. So, Offset was married to Cardi B. Do they have any kids? Yes, they have a daughter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, question. Yes. Would you take a run at Cardi B if you had a free run at her? For one night and no, yes. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I was saying. Yes. There we go. Oh shoot, you know, that's so a bad word. I don't condone no that money. word, by the way, Jay. It's yeah, just can. in the song. Yes. We got a whole lot of new money, though. <laughs> Is that 
Raindrop. Drop top. Drop top. There's that trap beat right there, Jay. You told me that. Trap beat. Tuck 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 I'm in heaven for like four minutes because for whatever reason, I like that song, but it's also trap music. I'm I'm very conflicted on what I like and don't like. That's okay. A, eh. it, it, there's exceptions to every rule, basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. This is uh, Bodak Yellow. Bodak Yellow, yeah. All right, so... I uh, I said this after the news broke, and my two morning show co-hosts, or not co-hosts, my producers, wingmen, uh, Gitter and Josh, said they wouldn't take a run at Cardi B if they had a free ride at her, full oh, approval from their wives. They're lying. I said, you're lying, and they're, they're like, you're lying. And they're like, ah, oh, venereal disease? Oh, Jesus, that doesn't come. They're lying. They're and lying. I said, I said, I said, I... I would take that run at her, but I would be scared shitless, and I know that she would afterwards humiliate humiliate me. Like, bitch, you're terrible. Get out of my room. Get out of my bedroom. Like, I would be. I would do it, even though she would scare me. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then I'm sure she would just run her mouth saying, you ain't shit. Your tiny what, little dick didn't do anything for me. That's, you know, that's what I like. You know, I would take a run at J-Lo, but I would probably leave her less than satisfied. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, you take a run. at But J-Lo is like, I mean, Cardi B is just built for speed, bad bitch. You know, I mean, come on. Who is J-Lo, though? Eh, J-Lo J-Lo's a little bit speed. classier. J-Lo's okay. built for speed, but not as filthy as Cardi B. Okay. Okay. Well, she is she is dating a so, so anyway uh question <laughs> if you're if you're if you're now gonna start dating cardi b how long do you have to wait to get some of that wet ass c um six hours <laughs> so in other words first date whopping it cardi b is not 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 the type of chick that's like i want to wait I am or I want to get I'm, to know you first. Know you. I'm 100% sure that Cardi B, she used to talk about that 
she used to have she used to bring another woman in with her old boyfriend. That's the kind of woman you want. Huh. Okay. That's Interesting. a good woman. Well, it certainly is one of these deals where you're like, sure. Oh, somebody outside my van right now, outside my house. Oh they boy. Want free, they want free hugs. You know what? It's my man Efren who uh who does some uh string trimming, him and his crew for me, some yard work, and I didn't pay him last time and he's looking for money. Oh God. No, I'm just kidding. He's going to knock on the door. My my wife will pay him, I hope. He's <laughs> a good man. Insanely hard worker. He's working all the time. Okay. So, yeah. So, I would I would definitely take a run at it if I had permission, and uh, I'd be scared out of my mind. But, hey, it'd be a wild ride. That's for sure. Cardi you only B. go around once. You only go around once. Okay. Kanye is on a jihad these days on Twitter saying he wants to free every music artist and actor from their overly restrictive contracts with the big companies. He says, I'm Moses, and he compared the NBA and Hollywood to giant slave ships. He is an extremely stupid person. (laughs) Is he, though? Because there's some people, including myself, who understands what he's talking about. You should see the length of my stupid radio contracts. Radio contracts, Jay. I, I, I hate when people use the word slavery with anything that goes on today. That is true. This, I that that that, that is that is boil. that is like an instant argument ender in a bad yeah. way. That's like yes. crap seven, you're out, like you can't call it slavery. But the point is in the entertainment industry of which radio is the lowest, lowest rung. It is literally one step above beating on empty buckets on a street corner with a hat upturned looking for tips. In radio, there's unbelievable covenants and contracts, and they own this material, and there's non-competes, and you can't solicit this, can't solicit that, right or first refusal. Can't use this name anymore. Oh, yeah. It's, It's fucking crazy. And I see what Kanye's getting at because these record deals... You know, having watched many behind the musics in your yes. day. The first record deal is the worst record deal. Oh, and it's basically you'll never get the rights to your songs again. But the industry was set up that way because they're the ones that controlled the distribution back in the day. Now, however, you could argue, don't sign with a record company, get famous through the internet and social media, start your own record company, and then get big and you'll own all your shit. There's a lot of artists. Uh, who have never signed with any big uh, record label, and they are quadrillionaires. Such as? Uh, Vince Staples. Do you know who Vince... Of course you don't know who Vince No Staples. idea who that is. <laughs> I'll look Staples him up, though, right now. Yeah, a, a, a hip-hop artist from California. Did not sign with anyone. He is like a little crew. It's... Uh, Good. Um, yeah, but he's like... He didn't sign with anyone at first. And then he signed with Motown, but he had already made like a gazillion dollars before he signed with Motown because he, you know, put all this stuff out on his own. It's good. I mean, if you that's can do it, that's fine. The, the industry and the and lawyers, he, and he owned, they control so much of everything it takes to get big, you know? And if you own your masters, that's what the thing in music is. Owning yeah. your masters. Yeah. Which means what exactly? Here's Vince Staples, by the way. Back, back, let me make my 
my bands, got plans. If you hating, don't shake my hand. Take it easy, homie. Reminiscing shitting in that bands of the 22 bus stop way back then. It's a big fish official video. It's just him sitting Very on a good artist. boat. Yeah. All right. All Very right. Good artist. Well, I, I don't know. Is Kanye going to be a success? Did you see the wall he built around his house? No, I didn't. Oh, Google it. This up. Yeah. Google it. Kanye, Google Kanye it. builds giant wall around his house with is one. Is Kim out? <laughs> that, that's what people are saying is that someone has to go in and rescue Kim Kardashian. Of course, Kim Kardashian hit pause on her Instagram account because she said it was. Uh, oh, my a, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, look at that, he, huh? He, I remember when he was normal. Did you ever hear the the <laughs> Dave Chip? Did you did, uh, Dave Chappelle tells tells the greatest Kanye West story? Uh, and he said he did it on the Tonight Show. So uh, Kanye West came to the Dave Chappelle show to watch some bits that were never aired before. And this is Dave Chappelle telling the story. So during the the during them during them watching it, Kanye's phone rings, and Kanye goes hello. He goes, well, no, I, I really can't do that now. I'm at, I'm at Dave Chappelle's uh, screening. I'm, I'm watching bits that have never been aired. Ooh. And, then Dave, and then Dave Chappelle said, and then he said the greatest thing ever. And he goes, why am I here? Because my life is dope and I do dope shit and hangs up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's so, that is so great. Weird. He is so weird. He is so weird. Yeah. After I guess... his mom died, he has gone and, and he has gone insanely crazy after his mom died. Yeah, but you know, crazy to us makes sense to the people that are in it. Like, I get, you, you, you could be right. Think about this: he's so rich, he's so famous, he's so constantly bombarded. I can't bombarded. comprehend his life. Right. I can't comprehend his life. He's That's true. He is bombarded with people saying, "You are the best," and he's doing this religious thing now, where he's having you know these Sunday services. He's. This, he's one click away from being a cult leader. One, one click away from being Jim Jones. Right. Exactly. Just you need a comet, some sneakers, and some poison Kool-Aid, and next thing you know, you're there. You got a party. There you go. <laughs> right. You got a party that ends badly. So please don't do that, Kanye West. <laughs> All right. Uh, week one, what do you think your Stillers? I saw immediately Big Ben has a rap on his elbow week one. He had a great first game on monday night but week one rap on the elbow you mean on the sideline he was wearing that they they made that for him so he could keep it warm when he's not in so the elbow's still not right then even after surgery even no. after he said it was going to be okay oh no no it's just something that he keeps on it to keep it warm they, they talked about that okay on the okay but still it's don't you think if it was really right he wouldn't need a wrap on it well, they, it's it's a preventative measure. Okay, that's what. Just being extra um, cautious. Okay, fair enough. I am a I am a little giddy, and I'm giddy for the same reason you're giddy about your team. The defense, defense. yeah, looks good as shit. Yeah, like every time the Giants tried to stretch it out, the Steelers like we're not having any of that. Nope, sorry. Oh, no. and and uh, Saquon Barkley had his shit shut down. Oh, Fifteen carries God. for six yards. Holy Remember when shit! He was the the fantasy uh, darling. Not anymore. Oh, yeah. He was terrible last year. How do I know? I had him in my right. last year ever fantasy. Right. And 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 think of this. A white kid from Stanford is the number one back in football. Christian McCaffrey. Just I call, by the way, no, no, I called that. You did? I, in college. I said, this guy is the white Reggie Bush. 
And everybody's, I had one person say, oh, he's just another Tommy Vardell. I said, this no, just, did, who I, said I, that? I, no, what? This, this, this friend of mine. And I said, did you stay in that because he's white and he went to Stanford? <laughs> That's stupid. This guy, he did shit at Stanford that oh. he could, he was Reggie Bush. He was he freaky, was Reggie, yeah. He was Reggie Bush. Right. Only I love Christian McCaffrey. Maybe more well-rounded, maybe, uh, maybe just more polished even, you could argue. I mean, Reggie was fluid as fuck and just elegant to watch. Hypnotic rusher. Yes, but Christian McCaffrey was everything that Reggie Bush was. Uh, Did you see where Kyler Murray ran it like or scrambled something like a dozen times and was barely touched once because he knew how to slide and get out of bounds? See, this is... Baseball background. There you go. Right, like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Baseball background. One of the biggest, most overlooked things. I think it was mentioned when he was drafted, but it wasn't talked about enough. You know, running quarterbacks are short-lived in the NFL unless you know how to, how to get, get down the hell out of bounds and to get down and use the rules in your favor. So That's why I don't <clears throat> think it's going to be far for Lamar Jackson because he doesn't – he likes to take hits. I I noticed that myself. They're up 31-7, the Ravens, and he's still in the game in the fourth quarter when if I'm the coach, I'm pulling guys like that, saying I'm playing the odds. If I can have seven games this year where Lamar plays three quarters, not four, and and avoids a deep thigh bruise on a hit with two minutes to go or whatever, that's great. It's shaving the odds in your favor. Do it. That game was in the bag at 31-7, to yet they're still out there, and he's running headfirst into tackles at the two-yard line. And I said, I threw up my hands. I'm like, I can't fix stupid. Okay, coaches. Coaches are so stupid when it comes to the odds on things. How about Vic Fangio? Oh, my God. <laughs> at the oh. end of the game on Monday night. Oh. How many times? I didn't see the end of the game. How many timeouts did he walk home with after the game two. was over? Two. Or three. Or all three. three, It was three. It was three. It was three. Because the the broadcast team was just like, I don't know what he's doing. (laughs) Right. And why are they this way? Why are they so stupid when it comes to basic strategy, clock management, and everything else? Because they're smarter than everyone else. Or they believe they are. Mm. I had two timeouts, not three. Two, okay. Uh, Of course, and, and the dumb coaches defend their dumb. Vic Fangio defends... Not using the timeouts. Does he know they don't roll over to the next week? They're not like minutes on the phone? <laughs> exactly right. They're not rollover minutes. Here's and what he way, said. John, oh, John Harbaugh very quickly said, well, we didn't have a preseason, so all the work we can get, we need. That was his rationale in keeping Lamar in the game. He said it was twofold there. He said, one, their field goal kicker had obviously been having problems, so I didn't want to extend the drive to where they could get closer. Okay, that's I suppose arguable, but it's still a matter. You got to stop them. Forget about the time. And we would have used a timeout, but we got the running back out of bounds, and we would have used the second timeout, but they threw an inter- incompletion. Anytime you're down, or anytime, well, of course, they were not down, they were up too. But you got to play it like they're going to get in position. He's going to make a field goal, even if it's a 48 yarder, even if he's missed the first three badly assume he's gonna make save yourself some time to win the game stupid again well we're stupid for thinking we're smarter than an nfl coach we're not smarter jay we're 
we watch more games than they do. That's the net net. We watch tons of games. They don't watch games. They watch game film, and they focus on specific players and formations. We watch the flow of games every Sunday of our lives, and we see the same dumbass mistakes being made by coaches week after week after week, right? That is no 100% true, and we played a lot of Madden. We play right, and we played a lot of Madden, so we know a thing or two. And we're on the couch, and we don't have to face the media when our clock management fucks up. That's another thing too. These coaches hate having to face the media when they've done something that blows up in their face, so they often coach out of fear instead of just saying, "Here are the best odds to win the game." The best at it is Belichick when he was going for it on fourth and two at his own thirty against Peyton Manning to try to win the game and didn't get it. And they're like, "You idiot." He's like, no, you're the idiot. If we get two yards, it's three knees and the locker room. If we punt it, it's still Peyton Manning, and he's got time. We're not in good shape. I the the metrics for going forward on fourth down. I don't understand why coaches don't believe that. Well, you're seeing more of it. Uh, you had uh, old uh, Bob's big boy in Dallas, McCarthy, or as I call him, the Fat Garrett. He went for it on fourth down, down set 20, 17 to 14 or 20 to 17, down three, seven minutes to go, and it backfired because they never really got the ball back until it was too late, lost the game. And you had Ron Rivera tie game, fourth and whatever it was, one or two inside the 10, went for it, got it. They scored a touchdown to go ahead. Uh, how are you feeling about Riverboat Ron and the Rivera? The new I'm- Rivera in D.C.? Ah, ah, ah. I believe was it true that he had an IV during halftime? Was it true or did they report that? They reported I, that. I'm Truth, you because I they reported that he did. Did I see the needle? Did I see the bag hooked up? No, I saw none of that. There's no video of it. That. I'm saying that's what was reported, so I'll take it at face value. But you can't believe anything these days. And that Dwayne Hassons gave a fire and brimstone halftime yes. speech. Yes, that too that, reported. Do okay. I have audio of it? No. But that's right, reported. My, la- my last question about the Redskins, because I know you talk about them incessantly. The Red Wolves, uh, please. Oh, Red I'm sorry. Wolves. I said the Redskins. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was the game broadcast? I thought it was not as terrible as some people thought. There was a lot of talking over. D'Angelo Hall was blurting out stuff like, go get it, on every pass that was thrown to a guy in the secondary, and he was right a couple times because there was a couple of picks that he called correctly, Moreau and Jimmy Moreland. But uh, Julie Donaldson was talking over stepping on Bram at the end of calls, and she acknowledged that on Twitter on Wednesday, saying she would have Steve Buckhantz on her show to talk about the art of laying out for play-by-play men. And I thought, good for Julie, taking the constructive criticism. Even joking about it, she had a piece of black tape over her mouth. Listen, now here's where a good producer of a game day broadcast comes in because you got to let them know that the stuff that you say goes on to NFL films and other people use it. So you have to, like you said, lay out for future use. Right. But here's what's crazy. Remember the big uh, pass catch by uh, Diggs for the Vikings in the playoffs? Yes. The yes. Minnesota miracle that yes. gutted the Saints. Well, the call was stepped over horrendously because it was such a, oh, my God, I can't believe it moment. 
the producers at KFAN had separate feeds running, including the one of play-by-play man Paul Allen. The great Paul Allen. The great Paul Allen. And they pulled that to use on highlights for NFL films. Case in point, I, I worked on one when the Ravens played the uh, Broncos, the Mile High Miracle. Oh, really? And I, I love him to death. But Kadri Ismael, Kadri Ismael stepped all over oh, God. Sandusky. He, he, and he, but it was out of sheer, oh, my God, they just completed a 70-yard pass. Sure. But, but it was just like, oh, and, and Jerry was none too pleased about that. See, I don't, but, mind, I don't mind a little bit of sheer exuber- exuberance. Exactly. But it has to be on a really big play. And it, it, it can't be more than just sort of an off-mic hoot or a yell or a yeah. Don't say words on top of somebody else's words. Here's the Stefan Diggs miracle game-winning touchdown. Paul Allen right, feeling left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, that's... Hey. So that that was with his. If that's exuberance, right? That was with his color guy stepping on it. Um, The worst of that is uh, New England color analyst Scott Zolak. He is the worst. If you've ever heard, uh, Bob Sosie is the play-by-play guy. Scott Zolak, former University of Maryland uh, quarterback. Right here, let me let me listen to this one. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God. oh my God! Now it's still stepping on it. I don't know. I I'm I'm of two minds. Look, I thought Bram was not bad. I thought he's pretty solid. It's a new day, new era. I know this. I wouldn't want my first show of anything critiqued in the depth and scrutiny that these guys are getting critiqued. I mean, Scott Allen of the Washington Post did a big story about the first broadcast of the new broadcast team. And who wants their first day at work fully critiqued in public? Nobody, right? I No, because it's going to get either a lot better or a lot worse. Right. But, I'd, I'd rather but have... But let me get with like 10 shows under my belt. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have Cardi B Instagram video review my one-night <laughs> stand with her. <laughs> than I would that. Speaking right. of, really quick, and speaking of Instagram, is it sad that I am stalking uh, this weather woman from Las Vegas? Name, please. Demi- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Demetria Alibor. And did Zabin, when I say, hold it, let me. Alamore. Ed's Is that say wrong? I'm sorry, Dimitri Abalor. Yes. Oh, Abalor. I think you told me about this gal. Abalor or Abalone? Abalone is a brand of tuna. (laughs) (laughs) Albacore. Albacore. (laughs) Abalor. Yes. Is it sad that I look at her Instagram feed every day? No. Because she is. Bootylicious, as they like to say. Yeah, no, I've seen her. You told me about her. She's all right. Okay. She's not bad. Okay. All right. Time but, to play. Time to. We're here for a good time, not a long time. And I was late. So you're busy. You got to go. Time to play. Fuck that guy. Here we go. Stand by. I'm not a good guy. 
I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, here we go, Jay. Who's your FTG of the week? Michael Francesa. Oh, boy. He's still relevant? I thought he was retired. Do you know that he started this whole OB, uh, oh, Beckham Jr. Trade rumors? By just pulling it out of his ass? Of course he did. That's where everything he says comes from. Besides, and, Odell Beckham Jr. is untradeable now because he sucks. Yes. But Frances is like, I'm hearing whispers that they're wanting to trade him. No, you're not hearing whispers. <laughs> in, what, in, in your den, drinking a Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke, whatever he drinks. <laughs> he's hearing and whispers of his own irrelevance is what he's hearing oh. whispers of. <laughs> Right? <laughs> it was just like, dude, stop it. Nobody cares. Yeah. So, for Mike Francesa, Mike- you say? Fuck that guy. All right, my fuck that guy for the week is the CDC director, Robert Redfield, who said the following about face masks some 183 days into the pandemic. Take a listen. I comment directly about the president, but I am going to comment as the CDC director that uh, uh, face masks, these face masks, are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. And I will continue to appeal for all Americans, all individuals in our country, to embrace these face coverings. I've said it. If we did it for 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, we'd bring this pandemic uh, under control. We've been These doing it for that long, you dick. Evidence they work, and they are our best defense. I might even go so far Listen as to, to this. say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Because fuck you, are you kidding me? That's a little idiotic. Yeah. So then we don't need a vaccine. Just get a mask. Wear it forever. forever. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This. This is what our government has become. A bunch of change-their-mind, clown-shoe dictators that don't know what the fuck they're saying on any given day. So to Robert Redfield, fuck that guy. All right, and with that, Jay, we are done for today. Any big plans for the weekend? Eh, not really. <laughs> Good. Keep it, keep it nice and easy. It, it leads right. to a low-key life. Good luck with the neighbors, all right? Bye-bye <laughs> now. Bye-bye now. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow, subscribers to the ZabeCast get football five ways Friday. Charge's latest and greatest fantasy advice for whatever league you're in. Mr. X on gambling issues. Timmy Murray on the college scene. And who knows what else, including you are looking live, a setup of week two in the NFL. Thank you for listening. Have a great night, and we will see you tomorrow.
Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane player props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. At my book, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are starting off right where they left off last year, and the NFL is officially returning a big way. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes week in, week out. Get in on the action. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best in the NFL this season for your chance to win big. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie.